Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks so much for listening. Good show this week as we head into the conference title games in the NFL. Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network and obviously the Red Zone, which I know all of you love, is on the pod today. Great interview with Andrew. Before we get to it, let me just remind you, if you missed any previous episodes of the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast, you should check those out. Troy Aikman last week was on the pod. Uh, two weeks ago, we had uh, Andrew Marshan and Armin Kintayan and uh, year-end, issue, year-end episodes with uh, Andrew Perloff and Peter Schrager in the archives as well. So check all those out. Subscribe, rate, and review. All right, let's get to this week's show with Andrew Siciliano. All right, joining me now from the NFL Network, Red Zone Channel. Everybody loves the Red Zone, and that means you like this guy, Andrew Siciliano. Andrew, how's it going? Jimmy, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. I like, so you're at, give give the people who are watching this on YouTube a little uh, information here. You're at the NFL Network headquarters there in uh, Los Angeles. Is that what the building we see in the background? Yeah, um, that that's behind where I'm. I'm kind of if anyone's ever been here, which I, I, maybe five people have. <laughs> uh, we're between the two buildings, so the studio building over here, the newsroom, and the office building behind me. I am sitting outside. It rained yesterday. The sun is shining. We have clear air. It's beautiful. I appreciate you doing this at eight o'clock in the morning, your time. Um, before we even get into anything, uh, we are taping this Wednesday at eleven a.m. Eastern, and the inauguration is about to start it's going on and i was watching i'm thinking you know they could do like a sports red zone type of channel for this event with all these people 
you know, coming in one after another, whether it's the Clintons, Obama, Pence, they all, you could be there announcing who's coming and going. Would you want to would you want to do something like that or is that uh, wouldn't be fun for you? No, I, I would love it. I, I've said it for years that I would do something like that. I, I'm a news guy. I, I watch as, as much news as I do sports. So, yeah, I, I would totally be down for that. Um, you know, DirecTV has like the news mix channel, which I will sometimes flip over to. Um, there's, uh, you know, years ago or in, in elections past when we've had, I, th- I think it was in 2016 when we had so many Republicans, at least on the initial ticket, that they had two different debate schedules, yeah, yeah. right? They had the early debate and the late debate. Yeah. I, I suggested that you have everyone stare into their cameras and talk simultaneously and then I could moderate. And if somebody make it like the red zone, we're, we're making a good point. I could flip to that camera or that camera. Um, and, and actually I, I had a friend working on Capitol Hill a bunch of years ago that, that sent me a picture from their desk of an internal feed that they had with all the news channels in the Capitol and, and said, this is like red zone. Why don't you come here and do this? And I said, I would love to do that, but yeah. it has never happened. Yeah. Um, this was your 15th year doing Red Zone, if I'm not mistaken, for DirecTV. Was it your 15th? Oh, five. Uh, this was just our 16th. 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 And I have to say, we, we've discussed this before. Andrew, I have to I should reiterate, it was so nice to come on the SI Media podcast once before after I'd written that I don't like the Red Zone channel. So I think that was uh, <laughs> very classy in your part. But okay. I'll tell you, the, the I feel like it's as popular as ever. Do you, do you get that vibe as well? I mean, people... No matter what, they, they that red zone on Sunday, that's it for people. It's it's pretty remarkable how it holds up every year. You know, we're, we're to a point, and I'm grateful that we've made it this long, first and foremost. It's a testament to everyone at DirecTV uh, who has been there. Believe it or not, there's still a core group of us who have been there since day one who have kept it afloat and, and made it as good as, as it has been. Um, I think we're to the point now after 16 years that you have a generation that grew up with it, which A, makes me feel old, but B, makes you feel um, like you've accomplished something, you know, and, and there are younger people in their 20s and their 30s, uh, more so in their 20s, that this is the only way that they have ever known watching football, which just blows me away because you and I, you know, not to age ourselves, are old enough where to, to see a score you had to wait for Brent Musburger to come on CBS at halftime and tell you who was winning a game, or yeah. you had to wait for the crawl when that was a, a new thing on the bottom of your screen, maybe once a quarter or once every 10 minutes to even know what was happening in another game. And, and we're to the point now where this is the only way they know watching, um, which, which I don't know what that does for a future in the television business, but I know it gives us some satisfaction that we've made it this far. Yeah, I mean, listen, as great as it is that people can get all the highlights in in real time, as Red Zone does, uh, I do feel bad for those people who never got to experience the high that we got to experience when you would hear Pat Summerall say, let's go to Brent Musburger at the NFL Today studio with an update. I mean, there was a legitimate high there when you were a kid watching that and heard that. Right, because you had no idea what the score. I mean, you, you not only knew what the, you didn't know what the score was, you didn't know how much time was left. What game they were going the ball, to. You knew... You did. You had no idea what game they were yep. going to, or even just waiting until halftime yep. to see who was winning, to see who had scored. I mean, you, there could be a, a fifteen-minute window where you were in a total blackout, and then you'd find out that someone scored three touchdowns. 
And, and then you'd yell to the kitchen, dad, come in here. You can't believe what just happened in Buffalo because you had no clue. Right. Right. Um, you, you do the direct TV version of red zone. Scott Hansen does the, I guess the cable version. Um, if you want to call it that. And there's all these rumblings about the NFL and direct TV possibly parting ways. Does that bother you? Do you pay attention to that or do you not even really think about it? You know, it's, it's, it's going to sound like a, uh, a corny cliche to answer that is far above my pay grade. I'm aware of it. I mean, we have two more years. We being direct TV on mm-hmm. that NFL network, I'll put that hat on now. We being direct TV have two more years. Um, and, and then we'll, we'll play it out. It's not like uh, we're in our, uh, to use a player analogy, not like in your last year, your walk year. Um, it's not a lame duck season. There's two more years left, and and we'll see how it goes. Who knows what the TV landscape is going to look like? I know the league, um, you know, obviously through your reporting and everyone else's reporting, we'll, we might do uh, some of the other TV deals this off season. Obviously, that's that's some of the rumblings. Uh, I can't imagine that anything gets done until those get done. But truly, truly, who knows? They they uh, Directv and the league have had. Uh, you know, contracts renewed in years past. We've gone through this. I, I can't treat this one much differently. Uh, we've made it 16 years. Let's hope to make it to 18, and then we'll go from there. Over the 16 years, what's, what's been the biggest difference or change for you doing the job from year one to year 16? I think the biggest thing is just how many people have multiple screens, right? Like when we first started, everyone had a cell phone, but the idea of watching football on your phone or even getting real-time scores you probably get scores back then but but twitter and and all the apps where where it just pushes to your phone that didn't exist um the idea of a man cave back then or multiple screens in your living room or your basement was something that um some people had but you were kind of a you know a crazy person if you did that right now everyone not everyone but a lot of people have that um so, so the idea that when you gave someone breaking news or, or something that happened at a game, there was a pretty darn good chance they didn't know it. Now there's a good chance that they saw it on the other screen simultaneously as you were showing them something else. So that to me, and the other thing too, is just fantasy. Fantasy was um, in its earlier stages. It was certainly around. I mean, we at direct, I'm sorry, at, at Fox, I was at FSN at the time, and we at that point were in our second or third year of uh, the what we call the Ultimate Fantasy Football Show. Eric Kramer, Warren Moon, Patrick O'Neill, yours truly it was like the first national fantasy show. So fantasy was certainly a thing, but it wasn't like it is now. Right. Um, and and that has I think changed everything. I don't know how it's changed. Maybe the way we do the show, but it, it, it's changed. I, I think the the attention of the viewer. And then on top of that, the other thing that has started in the last few years, obviously was what was the daily fantasy with the DraftKings, the FanDuel. Sure. And now gambling is legalized in a lot of States. Although I know Roger Goodell would, you know, doesn't want that mentioned in any way, shape or form. So the daily fantasy too. um, I mean, that really became a huge, huge um, thing there for the NFL as well. I'm, I'm sure that was a big change too for you. Yeah, yeah, sir. I mean, I mean, just from the sponsorship perspective, I mean, there's so many elements on on not only the Red Zone channel and DirecTV on Sunday, but during the week on NFL Network as well. Um, that a couple of years ago we we would have never done. It, honestly, it hasn't changed. I know people are going to think I'm I'm just lying through my teeth. It hasn't changed the way I do the show because I don't do any of it. Right. I, right. I, I just it doesn't interest me whatsoever. Um, for those who love it, good. 
you know, that's great. It, 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 you know, there, I always see on Twitter, oh, that touchdown was meaningful. And that's generally the first time I hear of it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I get people tweeting at me like, yo, you went to that game because that game was of special interest to you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, it wasn't. Um, we're we're going to go to the game if the action dictates going to the game. And, and a lot of times um, I find out about this stuff after the fact. When I did sports radio many, many 20 years ago, whatever, um, actually far more recent than that 12 years ago here in L.A., when I did sports talk radio, that was something that I paid more attention to. I, I, it just never interested me beyond the content on a sports talk radio show. And uh, I kind of keep my head in the sand on it because uh i i think i don't know it just helps me do the job a little bit better i know that's counterintuitive yeah yeah. i mean it can never happen but in a dream world it would be nice if maybe they had like a person on set with you who to cover the get to let you know like this the spread here is six you might want to like keep an eye on this game but, oh, oh yeah. don't don't get <laughs> me wrong it, 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 it's not as if um you know members of our research staff there may have some knowledge that i don't have but right. we're not going to it game because of that right no way like it, it, no no bleeping way i'm sorry right. if that angers people we're, we're going to a game if if the end of the game like i mean if there's something that's going to change the game um we're not we're not going to a game because someone's about to kick a 51 yard field goal down 15 with one second left on the clock it's right. just there's going to be something better than that well there's a lot of people who'd want to see that field goal though i can tell you that <laughs> Well, I mean, um, I mean, there, there's, there's, and, and that, that doesn't, that, that's not like me trying to discount the interest of the right. viewer, but if, if it's between that or a team down eight with 40 seconds to go in the red zone, needing a score and an onside kick, that that's what's important. Right. I, you know, I'm right. not like trying to be anti. No, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. It's just, I'm not paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, so 16 years doing the red zone on Sundays, uh, you missed your first show ever this year, week six, because you had COVID, uh, just curious what that was like for you. How are you feeling now? Um, that sucked. you know, how bad was it for you? Because the one thing about COVID, it seems like everyone's experience it. Everyone's experience with it is different. Sure. Well, the good news is I didn't have it. So that, that's oh, the I most thought you, everything thing. online says you had it. False alarm. Okay. No, no, that's absolutely wrong. Okay. Um, that did not happen. I, I had a positive test. Look, through, here's the, the lucky thing is I didn't have it. And there are far more people that have had far worse 2020s and 2021 with COVID than me. Mine was an inconvenience that day. And that's all it was. But um, look, we see this with players. We see this in all aspects of life and all jobs where there are inconsistencies with testing and that's what happened that morning. We, so it was a uh, false positive. You know, I got it was a false positive. I got that flagged on a test. Wow! And uh, it was just, I, I've never been more frustrated in my life. I wasn't mad at anybody. It's just yeah, the yeah. world we live in. No one, there's no one to blame. Um, and there was a lot of talking and in the in the interest of safety, but truly the interest of safety. Because, you know, I'm shouting without a mask for seven hours, and, right. you know, while everyone around me and we've cut down the number of people on stage, it's gone from 10 down to four. Well, everyone around me is wearing a mask. That's not safe to anyone. I mean, let, let's hey. say that test was right. I, there's no way I could actually work. So I went home and I watched on the couch and it was awful. If you don't mind. Well, I want to get to it. But take me through the timeline of you testing positive 
then the decisions sure. made you're not going to work and then finding out you didn't have COVID and it was a false positive. How, what was the, how many, so, in that, what time span did that all take place? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I tested positive that morning, um, on the way in, uh, well, when I got there, right. um, and, uh, that was stunning. I mean, yes and no, like I, COVID plays, I mean, the, the, the anxiety of getting tested every day yep. plays little head games I, I think we've all been there we've all been there where hey you got the sniffles crap do i have covid i mean mm-hmm. everyone has experienced something like that right so uh the day before i was a little run down but like i i mean big deal so i had a bad run saturday morning and i was like end of my run i'm like wow i probably had three beers on friday night that's why my run sucks but then it starts going into your head well maybe it's because it's something else and then on sunday you test positive and you're like ah oh, crap so um, we retested. It was negative. Um, but what I mean, flip a coin. You can't just take the result you like. Right. 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 So the decision was made to go home. Um, and uh, Dan Helly came in and did the show. So, I, I mean, I think I tested positive at like 6.45 a.m. And probably, so, you know, we start at 10 a.m. local here. Mm. So I was probably in the car driving home by 7.30 after we had talked about it in the parking lot. And I went home. Um, I had to call NFL Network and let them know because I wanted to, to say something on Twitter. Obviously, I worked for two different buildings, two different companies. And I wanted to make sure they weren't caught, you know, flat-footed and found right. out on Twitter. So I had to call them and we talked that through. And then I went home and I watched the games on the couch for the first time in since 2004. Um, and then I, to answer your other part of the question, I didn't truly, truly know until Monday because Sunday afternoon while Aaron Rodgers was getting, uh, picked off, it's funny how we come full circle. Now that was week six when the Packers lost badly in Tampa. So Mm. I'm listening in the car and I drove to get a, you know, the full, all the way up the nose brain tickler PCR test. And I got that Sunday afternoon, but I didn't truly know until Monday, 24 hours later. So, I mean, there was 30 hours where I did not know. But like I said before, um, in the grand scheme of things, compared to what other people went through, it was just a a hiccup. Well, it's interesting in your case, because I I kept expecting you to say that you didn't have symptoms, but you said you felt a little run down Saturday. And like you Mm -hmm. said, that could be anything at any time. That could be anything. Right, right. So, but, and that's exactly right about the mind game. You know, I had a situation, yeah, where my brother had tested positive on a Tuesday. I was with him on Thursday. And then I test negative, but then you're sitting there for two days waiting to see if you get it, even though you feel sure. fine. It, the mind games yep. are, um, I, I said to all of my friends that week that I went through that, that you think you know everything about COVID from paying attention to the news and everything, but mm-hmm. what, you don't really know the mind game until it comes into your sphere, basically. Yeah. And I'd rather have to go through the anxiety for a day and find out I don't have it right, of than course. actually go through having it. So right. um, it, it, it's there's it's it's funny how i think all of our perspective it's something that i keep reminding myself of we, we all have bad days at at home at work um where you want to you know punch a wall or kick the dog figuratively speaking i i don't have a dog i have punched walls <laughs> but this year the last year i keep telling myself hey take a deep breath right you know step back for a second realize that there are far worse situations you could be in right now um, I think that was the first couple of months of COVID that was a lot easier because, um, it truly was horrible out there. 
not that it isn't now, but now that we've gotten back into more of a daily routine and things become more annoying, I think, than they were back in March and April where we were adjusting to this new world, I still have to remind myself, hey, take a breath. I've had to do it the last, you know, a couple of times the last few weeks just for yeah. random things. Take a breath. Right. And that that was back then one of those moments where, hey, it could be a lot worse. So tell me what it was like 16 years in a studio on Sundays and then you're on your couch uh basically being one of us did you watch the red zone the whole day or did you get to did you watch like you know a game on cbs or fox how did you i couldn't i didn't i didn't watch at all um the uh through it's it's not it's not about anyone else it was just like i i couldn't watch i mean i don't have kids but right but it's like you know this you know the scene in a movie where it's like the guy uh, comes back from the dead or, or, or the guy just shows up on the sidewalk and he sees like his family going on without right. him. Right. right. You, you know, that scene, I don't know what, I can't think of a movie, yeah. but you know, that scene, that was me. I, I can't watch. Yeah. So, and that was also, I'm a huge Browns fan. So that was also Brown Steelers week six where they went to Pittsburgh and got blown out. And so part of me was like, all right, Think of the whole positive attitude thing. Part of me was, hey, I'm going to get to go home. I'm going to make a breakfast. I'm going to pour a cup of coffee. I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to watch the Browns and the Steelers. And then that game just got awful in about, you know, 10 minutes. And so that day (laughs) was beyond awful because A, I wasn't there. And B, the Browns are getting blown out. And C, it just was just a kick in the gut. That's what I watched. It was funny because one of the things I had written down to ask you was, you know, Listen, I, I feel like, you know, I, people say to me, like, you know, uh, why? Because I write about media a lot, do the media podcast, obviously. You know, why do you think people care about media? Why are people into what you do? You know, I just, and I, my, my answer is always listen, if you watch sports, you have an opinion on who's calling the games or how the games are presented. It's just human nature. So I was going to ask you based on just doing Red Zone, but now you even have that week at home. If, is there anything, if you could find one thing you'd like to see the NFL do differently in terms of TV coverage? Is there anything that stands out to you that you would, you know, maybe, I don't know, different start times, maybe, um, I don't know, anything with announcing, anything with the way they, anything from the TV coverage standpoint as someone who's there every Sunday doing, every, you know, mm. I don't get to hear the announcers as much, but obviously you have Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, but. Is there anything from the TV standpoint you, you'd like to see them do differently? Positive or negative? doesn't have to be. That, that's, that's, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd have to think about that. Um, what would I like to see differently? I, well, what I would like to see is, is staying with four preseason games, but that's not going to happen as someone who works for the Rams in the preseason for the last 10 years doing those games. That's one you... of my few chances to do games during the yeah. season um, or during, during the year, so I prefer those. I, I do think that there is something we learned from this year. I don't know that we need a game on every single day of the week, right? I, we don't need that. But I, I do think that there is room for the occasional one-off and I'm not saying a Tuesday game, but maybe we could throw a Saturday game in a little bit earlier. I know there's always been that, that uh, respect given to college football, but maybe throw a Saturday game in a little bit earlier because those, those are fun. Um, the, The one thing that I don't necessarily want is this, um, cause it's what fans want is this evening out of the schedule. Like, we need six games at one o'clock and six games at four. And it's always, it's so 
fans scream and yell for it, right? I mean, go back to again when we were kids. I mean, imagine if we were upset that there were only four games on that we can watch simultaneously at 4 right. p.m. Eastern. Right. Only four. Damn it, I demand more games. Um, I, I don't think fans realize how few teams there are west of the Mississippi and that mm-hmm. they all can't play at home every single week. I mean, just look at a map, people. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and the other part of that is, um, you know, once we change the clocks come four o'clock, I'm sorry, once, once it gets starts getting darker earlier, these teams on the East Coast don't want games that are, you know, being played in the dark mm-hmm. to 7% of America you know, midway through the first quarter. Owners like four o'clock Eastern time games. If you're on the East coast, if they get a big TV, TV audience, they, you know, they, and plus they're a strain on local services as well, getting police and fire and ambulance, getting everyone there for 12 hours of tailgating. Um, I totally took your question in a different direction. No, no, no. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's funny. It, it, I'm glad you said that because it is funny that that has become a big theme, uh, at least on Twitter is, is fans wanting a, a balance between one and four o'clock. And I feel like I'm out on an Island all by myself. Cause I love it when there's only three, four o'clock games or even two, sure. two games, because I, I, I like the anarchy of a lot of games at one o'clock. And then I like, cause usually the best game of the week is going to be at four twenty-five on mm-hmm. Sunday. It's always the most watched game more than Sunday night, Monday night. And I like, and this is, you know, we've talked about this the last time. My issue with red zone is I like to get locked in on the best game. So I'm at 425. If you've got the best game, let me lock in on it. And then like you talked about earlier with the multiple screens, I could put the other crappier games on the other screens or put red zone on the other screens and let me get locked into the best game of the day. So I don't like when there's a lot of games at four o'clock. I know I'm in the minority on that, um, but I'm glad you brought that up because I do like, when it's light at four o'clock, give me one o'clock. I'll sure. I like the anarchy of one o'clock. I don't need it at one and four. Well, you know, I, I think the other part of it is, and I'm going to pat ourselves on the back, whether it's our show or, or Scott Hansen's show. I, I think it's a testament to how the viewer has learned and changed his viewing habits because of the red zone channel. It's that with that anarchy, as you call it at one o'clock Eastern time, People just come to expect that's the way that they can most enjoy the game. That that's 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 their mainlining football, and and then when you get to four o'clock, the rush is no longer there. So they want that rush all the way throughout. No, see, I like the calmness. We, we've we've given that rush to them earlier in the day. They just yeah. want it throughout the day. And again, we sound like old footy buddies here. I know this <laughs> how I feel. Like imagine as kids thinking watching four games isn't enough. Right. I, I need more right. action than just four games or even even three games um, not to I mention mean, you still have a game coming three hours so later on, uh, on nbc correct there's yeah. a game now you know for me and i and scott and i've never really talked about this but for me it's like it's like going 80 on the highway and then getting on the off ramp and then you have to slam the brakes and now you're driving 35 again or, or a race car driver i've never been a race car driver but pulling off the track and having to drive home to his house like I, that's what it feels like I, yeah. I don't sit down for the first literally i don't sit down i stand up the entire time mm-hmm. for the early window i cannot sit down there's too much to do and too much energy and if i sit down i lose focus i actually sit down for part of the late window because three games feels like you're driving through a school zone with a crossing guard right 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 interesting yeah and i like that i like i like 
to get that calmness. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Listen, I know you, you continue to do work for NFL Network, obviously. Um, but what is it like for you personally when the season does end for the regular season? Is it a like though is it a do you have to like come down almost from it or you're busy with NFL network and it's, and it's fine. And you're kept, you know, yeah. I mean, this has got to be, it's got to be, you know, it, it, your situation almost reminds me of the local baseball TV announcers here where they do 162 games and the playoff comes and they're out because it, everything goes to national um, on television for the playoffs. And, you know, there you are all 16, 17 weeks and the playoffs come and there's no red zone. It, is it a little bit of a bummer? Um. Yes and no. Um, I, I do enjoy the the playoff day on the couch with with an adult beverage, putting my feet up and getting up and yeah. doing things my way. I, I absolutely enjoy that. Um, it is a bit of a buzzkill as well to to not you know get that jolt of of adrenaline. Um, this year is a little bit different with both the Browns and the Rams making the playoffs. That had never happened, so. Um, those days on the couch are a little bit different, um, you know, but like you said, my other job at NFL Network um, goes on and that doesn't slow down at all. You know, I did a, 
I was in here all day Saturday doing our wraparound shows with Damian Tomlinson um, for the Rams game there and for the Bills and the Ravens game late. So that was a full day of work. And, and honestly, Jimmy, my, my focus immediately turns to um, the college all-star games, which I do play by play on for NFL network this year. There's no East West, but we do have the senior bowl. Um, and uh, it, it turns to draft season immediately. I mean, my, I, I came home from work yesterday and I did six hours of prep on the senior bowl. And that's probably going to be the same way after championship Sunday and all the press conferences or Wednesday and all the press conferences today. We're not going to be in Mobile the entire time. We're going to do the practices from here in L.A. And then we're going to fly to Mobile on Friday and do the game from there uh, on Saturday. So it, it's it's straight on to that. And my break usually comes after the Super Bowl, um, maybe a week there. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of reboot immediately for uh, – for the owners' meetings in the combine, which those aren't happening, so I, I don't know. This is—it's totally a different world this year. I'm fascinated to see what the Super Bowl is going to be like this year, with with obviously with COVID, and you know, I mean, there is nothing that's more hyped, overhyped, and whatever else you want. You know, I mean, it's two weeks of just, um, you know, a complete media event for two weeks with ever, and you know, now it's yeah, uh, COVID is going to wreak havoc on that. So I'm curious to see how that that turns out um I, I know a lot of media people aren't even going this year um you know but what can you do i mean yeah. i mean who do i look my my biggest thing and my my this is not just company lines it's how i've been living my life it's just safety 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 and as much as they can do and i know people have been working literally around the clock since day one uh, to try to make it safe for people, then then I am all for it. Obviously, things in Florida are a lot different than they are in Los Angeles in terms of uh, protocols and and what what is it isn't open. All I care is that everyone is safe. And uh, look, we we have made it this far. Um, I have no doubt they're getting across the finish line, the goal line, or whatever corny sports cliche you want. And uh, you know, Tampa has always been a great host in years past. For this yeah. game, fantastic host. I have no, I have no doubt they're going to find a way to pull this off. I, I know you said you were a big, big Browns fan, so maybe yeah. um, you don't feel this way. But I was going to say most people do what you do, do what I do, just in the business. Pretty damn good Final Four to have this coming weekend, going into the Super Bowl with you know Bucks Packers, which is obviously Brady and 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 Rogers, and then you have. The Bills, which is a great story with Josh Allen and um, the big bad Chiefs, pretty good final four here for the NFL. Yeah, it, it's it's. I don't want to call it perfect because, in my eyes, the Browns would be right. Perfect. That said, you have the defending Super Bowl champion with potentially, hopefully, fingers crossed, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that you, you have the two best teams in the AFC the entire year. So, I mean, that that's all you want. And in the yeah. other corner, you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Right, you got a 13-win team for the second straight year, and you got Tom Brady. And just imagine all the the time we have spent and all the words that have been written over the past since March 18th, right, um, about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And you know, through all of that, of course they got here, and of course it's against Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, you 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 cannot complain at all. And if it had been the Browns over the Chiefs, then that would have been a pretty amazing story. Browns well, Bills would have been a really fun Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Browns Bills would have been, been a super fun. You know, AFC you could have had your Western New York against Northeast Ohio. That would have been fantastic. Browns Ravens, obviously, there are storylines there yeah. as well. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers would have been fantastic. You know, is it Drew Brees' final game again a week later against Aaron Rodgers? None of those matchups would have been bad. I, I think once we got to divisional week, and I always say it's the best weekend of the year. Um, maybe the games weren't the best, but the best eight teams certainly. Um, there, there wasn't any bad math in in the divisional weekend equation. Right, absolutely, and you know, I think. Listen, it it gets written about a lot, but I'll tell you if if Brady finds a way to win it again, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to get covered because it's like, what else is there to say at that point? But he wins this one at this age. You know, you have the whole storyline about with Belichick. You know, it also means Rodgers gets stuck with only one Super Bowl, you know, ends the Chiefs uh, regime. I mean, there is so much here if Tom Brady finds a way to win another one. Um, it, it, it really is amazing. It really is amazing what he's done. Yeah, it, it's, it's like I said, it, it feels like it's all we've talked about since March 18th. But this kind of backs up that it's all we've talked about. Why, why we keep talking about it because he's here. Um, and, and if he finds a way to get seven, if he, if he can go into, it's not like he can't play in the cold. If he actually goes into Lambo and does this, um, all of those narratives are there. And then it's, you know, I, I honestly, I think the biggest narrative and we, we had it with Drew Brees. Mm. Um, you know, I was going through a list this morning of, of the 32 teams, how many with certainty, like absolute certainty, can you say you know who their quarterback is going to be next year? Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. There might be 10 to 12, Mm -hmm. right? That's it. That's it. And you thought last year's quarterback offseason was crazy. Last week's games and this week's games take us into another, just like mind-numbing the possibilities, yeah. quarterback off-season. Whether it's bre- Matthew Stafford or yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Ryan or those veterans, I can't. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? And the most fascinating story of the off-season is going to be Deshaun Watson. Sure, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which which three months ago we never could have foreseen. Right. But right. go ahead. If everyone listening, count how many teams you can say with certainty, there is no chance they have a different quarterback next yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe 10. Who, who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Um, I, I'm going to go with Green Bay. And uh, I'm, listen, if, if it's Mahomes, I'm not betting against the Chiefs. Um, if it isn't, then I'm definitely taking the Bills. I think Buffalo makes it close regardless. I think Buffalo has this gleam about them. Uh, there's a gleam. Uh, they're a team on a mission. Um, I, I don't know if anyone can beat them right now, but I do think I'm just never going against Mahomes at home. And I know everyone wants to say, oh, well, they've been playing all these close games. So, I mean, that that's a sign that they're good, that they keep winning all those close games. Um, with Mahomes in the lineup, and I'm clowning next, um, I'm counting last week. They've won 24 or 25 games. I don't know how you can reasonably say that a team that has won 24 out of 25 games with their quarterback is going to lose. The Bills are the team to beat them, but if Mahomes is there, I'm going to go with the Mahomes magic, and I'm going to go Rodgers-Mahomes. 
two things before we uh we go um did you happen? I, I it was tough because they put them on Sunday night. I don't understand why HBO aired on Sunday nights during NFL playoffs. Um, did you catch any of the Tiger documentary by any chance? The two part on HBO. I haven't yet. I was no, going to ask. Just I've been I've been so uh, so stuck with the news and the football that I have right. What I was going to ask is, you know, they did it and it was similar to uh, the Last Dance, which I'm sure you watched because everybody watched the Last Dance. And I was going to ask you mm-hmm. is as a you know an nfl expert who what nfl figure do you think would be good to get sort of that documentary deep 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 inside treatment that jordan got for the last dance and tiger got from hbo if you if you if you were picking you said this is who i'd like an nfl documentary on like in that vein who would you pick um, I mean, Brady's the obvious one. You know, the question is who, who's going to produce it. HBO is doing it. Um, then, yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, not suggesting that others whitewash it, but it needs a serious treatment. I would go Brady. Um, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a fascinating human being. I, I don't know that there is, you know, salacious stuff or, or I don't, I don't know if it has that, that, pull and that mystery that tiger has certainly you know what i'm saying um that's a great great aaron would be interesting because he just has that family drama that we don't know anything about i don't know how many people care about it i didn't even thought of that yeah yeah. i didn't even thought of that i don't know if anyone yeah it's a question of whether or not people care um what else i i i think the entire patriots last 20 years so Mm -hmm. it's not just brady but it's everything that has gone on for good, for bad, the truth, the, uh, everything in that building. And Tell I'm not about- suggesting that there are, you know, dead bodies buried in the backyard, <laughs> but just, I, I think people would love to know the, the actual story. I was going to say they need about 20 episodes for that. Uh, last one. Do you still hate pro wrestling? Well, make it, make it like the last dance, make it, yeah, make yeah. it appointment television. Yeah. Do you still hate pro wrestling is my last question. <laughs> I, I, I mean, hate. I know you're going to say you don't, don't hate care. it. You just don't watch. It. I, I just, just don't I, care. The idea that it's on sports channels, it's like maybe this last administration is a bad example, but the news channels didn't cover the West Wing as if it was news. The news channels didn't cover Veep as if it was real. Right. They, Listen, it, it's and that's what I don't if, care. Everyone enjoy their wrestling shows. <laughs> if, if that is your nighttime drama, if you want to see people dress up and pretend like they're wrestling. <laughs> Go for it. Sports channels don't need to cover it because it's not sports. I bet if I go, I I, I bet I can find instances of WWE uh, superstars somewhere on the NFL network being in. They have the Miz on like their fantasy show. That's fine. He's an actor. (laughs) <laughs> and we have actors in all the time. I love it. No, no, like I'm being dead serious. There's no, no, zero I, difference. I, he's I, a Browns to... fan, like re- respect, but yeah. like it, it's there's zero difference. It is a it is a theatrical production. I, I I always I have to say I always found it amusing when poor Joe Buck would have to read those SmackDown promos during oh, Thursday God, night I, football. Like same thing. <laughs> I, I same thing. Look, and by the way, Jake Olbin, who brought that whole thing together, yeah, yeah. who who's you know executive at five. Yeah. I've known Jake for twenty years. Love the guy. Good guy. We're good friends. Yep. Yeah. Like he's a huge wrestling fan. Obviously, that's a huge reason that they have it there. I, like I, I know it gets a rating. Good for them. It. it but it's not. I only ask like the idea that sports center used to cover it. I mean, good Lord. 
Yeah. They say, I only bring it up because I like that you stand by your take and you don't back down. That's why I bring it up. I like it's not a take. (laughs) It's not a take. Well, it's a theatrical production. No, no, no. It's not a sport. No, but to say that like Sports Center or Sports Illustrated, et cetera, shouldn't cover wrestling is definitely a take. No, they shouldn't. Yeah. Like what? But I like that you have that take. Whatever your favorite news channel is, whatever, but. I I just don't think it's a take. It's semantics. I realize CNN, Fox, MSNBC, Bloomberg, OAN, whatever, whatever Russia TV, whatever news channel you watch. Right. All right. And sarcasm aside about the the last administration here, you you don't cover what are obviously theatrical presentations as news. So why would a sports channel cover a theatrical presentation as news? I'm sure all of those stations you just listed covered a guy who sells pillows telling the president to, in, inject martial law into society today. So it's the same exact thing. I, I, I like it. No, it isn't. That guy was actually in the, like, as I said, this isn't a political conversation, right? Like the last administration was the last administration, <laughs> the current administration. Now, as we speak now being sworn in, like they're actually people in power. It's, it's while you could argue they treated the entire thing like theater. That's not the point. Right. Right. Wrestling is a theatrical presentation. With a script, not, oh. not meant to be competition. So it's I, not it's not in any way something that should be covered as such. I love that you back up that opinion so strongly. And that <laughs> that's all that matters. We, and, a, and, and a week. Listen, There's just and you, no gray area. <laughs> listen, you have the division. You have the uh, AFC and NFC conference title games this weekend. Two weeks from then is the Super Bowl. That week in between, there's no football. You have the WWE Royal Rumble. There you go. That's it. It's there for you as a sports fan. And, and, and listen, if I were actually, we have the senior, the senior bowl, January 30th on, on NFL network live from go. Mobile, Alabama. And Royal Rumble's um, the 31st. Perfect, perfect um, weekend. And, and the other thing, if I wanted to spend an hour of my time, okay, to get away from the world, to watch a scripted program, I, I would watch Tehran, for example, <laughs> on on Apple TV, or I right. would watch something on Netflix because, you know, it's just a better script and better acting. And no one's going to try to prove, no one's going to try to claim to me that it's real. All right. I love it. All right. I th- thank you for coming on, especially I know you got busy day with work and I'm making you miss the inauguration if you're a news guy. I know that's all, a bummer. All so. good. All good. Thanks a lot for doing this early out there outside. I appreciate it. And uh, you got it, Jimmy. I'm sure everyone can't wait to see you next September with the Red Zone. All right, my friend. Take Happy care. New Year. Be safe. You Take too. Care. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. My thanks to Andrew Siciliano for coming on the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast this week. If you missed last week's show with Troy Aikman, go into the archives and check that out. Also, recent episodes, uh, we had uh, Andrew Marshan and Armin Katayan on. Talk about the... Uh, Armin talked about the big Tiger Woods doc that I mentioned to um, Andrew Siciliano there. We had a two-part year-end roundtable with Peter Schrager and Andrew Perloff. If you haven't listened to that yet, check that out in the archives. And most importantly, please subscribe to the SI Media Podcast. If you can rate and review, that helps as well. All right, that wraps it up again. My thanks, Andrew Siciliano, and we will see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.